We are going to be learning Lukutzi Sichis, Chelik Yutas, Parshas Kisese, Sicha number one. This Sicha is a Siam on Mesacha Schulen, and the main topic of discussion will be the idea of reward for mitzvahs in this world and the world to come. And we're going to be focusing mainly on the opinion of the Rambam and how he differentiates between different types of mitzvahs and different types of reward. So let's start inside. Aleph, Sif Aleph. Isa b'sim Masechah Shulan. So we, uh, in the end of Masechah Shulan, it tells us like this. Tani debei Rabbi Yaakov, Omar, Omer, Ein l'cha kal mitzvah, mitzvah shabatayra, shematan tzachar b'sidash, ein t'chiyas ha-meisim t'liyumba. He says there's no mitzvah in the Torah that's not dependent on t'chiyas ha-meisim. Meaning is that in order to get the mitzvah, we need to wait till the time of Tchiyas HaMesim. Only once the world to come happens, only at that point will we get the reward. And he gives two examples of mitzvahs that we see are dependent on Tchiyas HaMesim. First mitzvah is Kibav HaEim, where it says you will have long life and in order for be, it will be good for you. Another mitzvah is Shluch HaKain, which is a mitzvah that if a person finds young uh, chicks or, or eggs, he first has to send away the mother bird, only then could he take the, the, the young birds. And the reward is long life. And Rabbi Yaakov is going to prove <clears throat> that even regarding these two mitzvahs, that the Torah clearly says that you get long life, it doesn't mean in this world, it means in the world to come. So he gives an example. He says, when a father tells his child to go to the top of the mansion and get for him these young birds, and he goes up and he sends away the mother, and then he takes the, 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 the children, and when he's returning to his father, he falls and he dies. So he fulfilled two mitzvahs. He filled the mitzvah of Kibar Rabbeim, and he also fulfilled the mitzvah of Shluch HaKain. And nonetheless, he died. So where's the Arichas Yom? Where's this person's long life? Where's this person? What goodness happened to this person? Ella, what's pshat? Rather, it must mean the uh, long life means uh, long means long life in the wor- in the world which is always long, which is eternal. And or it will be good for you means in the world which is only good. I asks, wait a second, you're giving an example about some person that the child died after doing Kibbutz, but who says such a thing would happen? Like you're giving an example of what you're trying to, what your opinion is, but that's not a proof, that's just an example. So the Mar says, Rabbi Yaakov Maisechaz, and the Mar tells us, no, 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 it wasn't just an example. He was telling you a story. He says, I saw this story happen, and because of this story, I understood that even these two mitzvahs where the schar should have protected this uh, child, nonetheless, it did not. But rather, he says, reward for mitzvahs in this world we do not have. The reward, the reward for mitzvahs, according to Rabbi is only in the world to come. Okay. So, So, Right before this Gemara, there's actually a Mishnah, and it's a Stam Mishnah. Stam Mishnah means that there's no, um, there's no name attributed to it. There's no Tana attributed to it. So that usually implies if there's no, no name, it means it's unanimous. That's the Kalacha Lamaisa. So if you look at this Mishnah, the Stam Mishnah, what does it tell us there? That Ma'i Mitzvah Kalashiki Isra Amr Tayyar Laman Yitablach Varach Yamim 
The Mishnah tells us that if a light mitzvah, which only costs an iser, an iser is a, very, is a small coin. So by Shluch HaKan, it only costs an iser because you have to send away the mother bird. So it's only a small little cost. And the Torah says that by doing this mitzvah, you get long life. Kabachaymer for the mitzvahs chamurs, for the heavier, the ones that cost a lot more and are, the effort is much more. So Kabachaymer that you'll have long life. The Pashas, Yitavlach, the Rach, the Yom, and Shabbat Mishnah, Hainan Rikas Yom, and And the Pashas, when it says in the Mishnah, you'll be good for you and you'll have long years, the implication is long life in this world. That would be the simple implication of the Mishnah. Because if the Mishnah meant, you know, in the world to come, in Tchisimation, it should have specified that. Uh, because that's a big Kiddush. So since the Mishnah only mentioned the idea of long life, the implication is, without any further uh, ex, uh, you know, details or telling us otherwise, when you read this Mishnah, of course, the simple interpretation means this world. And not only, and the Mishnah is telling us that not only do we get reward of long life for the mitzvah Shluch HaKan, we actually even get long life for any mitzvah that we do, because Shluch HaKan is one of the easiest mitzvahs. So Kavachaymer for the harder mitzvahs, for sure we're going to get a long life. So clearly the Mishnah is arguing on the opinion of Rabbi Yaakov. We also have another Stam Mishnah, in the beginning of Per, this is a Mishnah that we say every day, that The Mishnah tells us these are the mitzvahs that a person does in this world, and he gets to eat the fruits in this world, and the principal reward uh, stays for him in the, for the world to come. And they are Kibbut Aim, bringing peace between a man and his friends. But the point is, this Mishnah clearly says that the person gets the fruits. He does get reward, the rewards which are called fruits, in this world, through fulfilling this of Kibarev aim. So that's clearly, again, not like the opinion of Rabbi Yaakov. Okay, so we have two Stamishnaisen, which are arguing with the opinion of Rabbi Yaakov. Therefore, halakhically, the implication would be is that we do not pass them like Rabbi Yaakov. We would always, the rules I mentioned before, we pass them like the Stamishnah, because that... The reason why there's no name attributed to that Mishnah is because that's the unanimous opinion. So only one that would be arguing would be Rabbi Yaakov, and the rule is we always go like the majority. So the Rebbe is going to point out something interesting. But we see, the Rebbe says, that the Ramam says something different. He says the, the reward, the hidden reward, uh, for the tzaddikim is the world to come, and this is the life that has no death with it, and this is goodness which has no evil that accompanies it. This is what the Torah says by the Shluchakan, Shluchakain, in an order that it will be good for you and that you will have long life. So the Ramam's learning by Shluchakan that these words, is referring to So this is this is And the Raman says the same thing in the next parak. He writes, He says that the reward for filling mitzvahs. And the goodness that we will get for it, if we guard the way of Hashem, is what the Torah says, the Ma'anit Yamim, which means, Oilam Chaya Oilam Haba. So all this is like the opinion of Rabbi Yaakov. So Vesarach Lahavan, Lama Pasuk Ramak Rabbi Yaakov, Vilaikistam Mishnah, now the Chulon Peah. So the Shaila is, why is the Raman passing like Rabbi Yaakov, and not like the Stam Mishnah at the end of Chulon, and the Stam Mishnah and Peah? 
very, very strange. Usually the halacha is like the Stam Mishnah. So why would the Ramam write something which seems like he's paskening like Rabbi Yaakov? That is the first question on the Sicha. Siv Beis. Yaser Mizu. Vahem Shilch Devar Sham Kasev Raman. The Rambam continues over there. He writes, Ma'ach Hashan Naida. Matan Tzchar Shal Mitzvah. Hi Chayil Haba. Mahu Zeh. Shakas Bechal Atar Kula. Im Tishmi Yigil Chem Kach. Im Lai Tishmi Yigil Eslam Kach. Chol Eis Advar Ba'ilam Hazet. So the Rambam asks a very obvious question. He says, since I hold that the reward for mitzvahs is an oilam haba, then what does it mean when you, it says in the Torah in many places that if you follow the mitzvahs of Hashem, you'll get this and this reward, and if you don't listen to the mitzvahs of Hashem, these punishments will happen to you, and we know that those things are happening in this world. Because if you look at the type of punishments or reward that you're getting, it's not something which happens with uh, neshamas, it's something which happens with your physical body. You're getting seva, varav, machama, v'shala, malchus, v'shitflis, v'shiva sa'aretz, v'golos, v'tzlachas ma'isav, hafseidah, v'shakrav, v'verebris. He says hunger, or famine, war, or peace, uh, rulership, or to be ruled, uh, living in Eretz Yisrael, being sent into golos, having success in your deeds, or... Uh, the opposite, and all the other items that are mentioned in the covenant between the Hashem and the Jewish people, all those things are clearly happening in this world, right? Ruling Eretz Yisrael, not being sent into Golas, these are physical things. He says, So the Rambam writes that all these things are true, and they were and they will be, meaning that when we do the mitzvah we will get all this good. And when we go against what the Torah says, then the ban will befall us. He says, but nonetheless, even though these things will occur to the person, this is not the ultimate good that will happen to the person, and it's not the ultimate punishment that will happen to those who go against the mitzvahs of Shem. He says, rather, this, which I'm about to mention, is the explanation. He says, Hashem gave us the Torah, which is the Eitzachayim, and whatever, whoever does what it's written in it, and he understands it well, then he will be Zeicha to the world to come. And according to his, the greatness of his deeds, and according to his abundant wisdom, that's what he will be zeichet to in Olam Haba. So the more Torah and the more mitzvahs he has, he will get a greater Olam Haba, meaning in the next world. So the Torah promises us that if we, do the Torah mitzvahs with joy and with the goodness of our, of our souls, and we're constantly meditating in the words of the Torah, then Hashem will remove all things that hold us back from fulfilling the Torah. For example, if a person's sick, it's very hard to do the Torah mitzvahs. If there's war, there's famine, it's very hard to do the Torah mitzvahs. So if there's these physical impediments that are holding you back from Torah mitzvahs, then you won't be able to get Olam Haba to the highest degree possible, because you know, even if it's not your fault, but Papayal, you can do it. So what does Hashem do for those who are deserving? He says, therefore, Hashem gives us 
all the goodness which is uh, mentioned in the Torah in order that it will strengthen our hands, that we'll be able to do the Torah. Meaning is we'll have plenty of food and there'll be peace and then we'll be gold and silver and then we won't need to waste our time uh, for, for worrying about all the different things that the body needs. Rather, we'll have free time to learn Chachma and to do the mitzvahs and through that we'll be Zeichot Elam Haba. So basically the Ramam is saying that according to his opinion, and this is, as we said, the Pashtas also the opinion of Yaakov, is that the rewards that are, are physical rewards, which are mentioned in the Torah, that will happen, but those aren't rewards in a sense, the ultimate type of reward. That's more, in a sense, giving you the materials that you need in order to do your job. So the Rebbe is going to give a mashal later on of like a, a servant. Like if you want a servant to do something for you, you need to give him the materials that he needs in order to fulfill the job properly. So Hashem's telling us that if you are deserving, meaning as you're doing the Torah and you're doing mitzvahs, then I will give you everything you need in order to uh, do more, to do all of them, to do it properly, to do it completely. But it's not a reward on its own. Rather, the reward itself will only happen in Olam Haba. But the Rebbe is going to ask like this. He says like this. But the Shaila is that since the Ramas anyways has to explain about all these rewards and punishments that are mentioned in the Torah that they mean literally in this world, but he's just saying that it's not the ultimate reward. These are just the punishments or, or the um, gifts that Hashem will give you in order to fill your job, or if you're not doing your job, then you will lose all these items. Instead, you will suffer. He says, once you're already explaining that, why don't you say the same thing by Why are you going to say by Shluch that it means an Oilam Haba? Why don't you just say exactly the same thing? That even when it says by Shluch Hakan that um, you're going to have a long life, so why do you have to say that it means Oilam Haba? Just say, yes, you'll get long life. Why are you going to get long life? Meaning, since you're doing the mitzvahs of the Torah, and you're doing Shluch HaKan, you're doing Kibbut HaVeim, you're doing all these mitzvahs, therefore Hashem will give you long life that you'll be able to do even more Torah mitzvahs. I mean, just like by all the other Torah mitzvahs were saying that by doing the Torah mitzvahs, the main reward is talking in the world to come. But the Torah promises us physical reward, but the reward itself is really just to enable us to do more Torah mitzvahs, so say the same thing by Shluch HaKan. That when it says, it doesn't mean in the future, it means today. But that's not the real reward. No, no, no. That's just to give us the capability to do more Torah mitzvahs. Why does he have to, by Shluch Khan, specifically say, no, no, say specifically that it's not referring to nowadays, it's rather referring to the future in Oilam Haba? So that is the second question on the Rabbah. So the Rabbah is going to now quote the Marsha. The Marsha gives a different explanation for the opinion of Rabbi Yaakov. Um, <coughs> but that's, he's going to say that's clearly not what the Rambam holds, so the question will remain. He says, He says, you shouldn't ask in the opinion of Yaakov, I have all these promises in the Torah that are clearly referring to Olam uh, Hazah, that if you fulfill the mitzvahs, you'll get all these brachas, and you'll live in there to Israel, and the opposite, if you don't listen to Hashem, then all the curses, and you'll be thrown out of the land. These are clearly referring to this world. So I, so how, what does Rabbi Yaakov do with all these psukim? He says, Rabbi Yaakov, So the Masha explains, the Rabbi Yaakov also agrees that all the 
physical rewards that are mentioned in the Torah are meant literally. But it's only when the tzibur, the rabbin, the congregation of Israel in general, is deserving of these brachas, then they happen. But Rabbi Yaakov is only referring to the individual. When an individual does a mitzvah, then he gets his award on Olam Haba. Therefore, the mitzvahs of Kibbutz Aim, Shluch Hakain, these are mitzvahs which are for an individual. You're honoring your parents. You're the one that finds the bird. Therefore, those are mitzvahs that would automatically be, only be relevant to individuals. So, the, so Rabbi Yaakov holds that that type of mitzvah only happens in Olam. The reward of that mitzvah only happens in Olam Haba. While all the mitzvahs in the Torah that are clearly referring to physical reward, that's when the rabbin, when the Jewish people in general, are deserving of it. So that would be an explanation for Rabbi Yaakov. <clears throat> but the Rambam, we don't find that he differentiates between a Yachid and the Rambam. So this answer to the cannot be used for the Rambam. <coughs> Meaning is, you can't say that the reason why the Rambam has to say by Shulch HaKan that it's referring to Olam um, Haba is because it's a Yachid that's doing this mitzvah, because the Rambam never uh, doesn't hold of this differentiation between the Rambam and the Yachid. So Ibazai. Why doesn't the Rambam just say that even by the mitzvah Shluch HaKan, when it says you get Rikhis Yom, it means literal. And the reasoning is because since you're doing the mitzvahs, therefore Hashem gives you the capability of having a long life and good years and be able to do even more mitzvahs. What's pushing the Rambam to say that by this mitzvah, it must be referring to Elam Haba? That's question number two. <coughs> the third question is, why does the Rambam only bring one of the Pesukim? He brings the Pasuk, which is referring to Shluch HaKain. But he doesn't bring the Pasuk that's referring to Kibar Ave'im which is different than the b'risa of Rabbi Yaakov. Rabbi Yaakov brings both psukim, right? Remember, he brought the mitzvah of kibbeim and shluch hakan, but the Rambam only brings one. He only brings the shluch hakan. Why is that? If you look at R13, the Rebbe points out, the Rebbe does point out that in the Tesafta and the end of Chulun, uh, only brings the pasik of shluch hakan. But even, uh, so maybe the Rebbe is trying to point out that maybe that's the source of the Rambam from the Tesafta, that's why he only brings one pasik. But of course, the question still remains, why does you know, the Rambam <coughs> choose the, the girsa of the Tesafta and not the girsa of the Brisa? There obviously is a difference between the Brisa, which brings both Psukim and the Tesafta, and the Rambam who picks the Tesafta and only brings one. So those are the three questions of the Rambam. So in order to understand that, we first need to understand the Gemara better. So So we'll understand this first by uh, giving another question. He says, He says, why does Rabbi Yaakov need to bring a proof that there's no reward this there's no reward in this world from both mitzvahs kibudav aim and shluch hakain? Wouldn't have been enough to bring a proof just from one of them. Meaning, after Rabbi Yaakov ma'isa chaza ma'isa ir became base mitzvahs ha'gufa kasha. He says, even though the story happened that the child was fulfilling both mitzvahs, but that itself is the question. Why is it important for the Gemara to stress that this story happened when the child was fulfilling two mitzvahs? Meaning, if the Gemara is going to be giving and stressing that this detail of the story, obviously that's relevant. It's not going to tell you everything what happened on that day 
you know, what, what, uh, what type of uh, tree, uh, what, what, you know, what was on the road, what was everything else happening. It's only going to give you details about what's relevant. So this then gives you the detail that was regarding two mitzvahs that's obviously relevant to the proof. But even just by mentioning one mitzvah, mitzvah shluch on its own, that also would have been enough of a proof that schar mitzvah Because let's say the child only did the mitzvah shluch there was no kibbutz, just this one mitzvah, and he died right afterwards. Ah, he should have had long life. Elamai must be an elamaba. So the proof is still strong. So why bring in the story both details? That's question one. Question two is the idach pizza. Feel all acha harai maisa chazav kiyam beis hamitzvus adain yesh lisho menayin haraya shekzchar mitzvah b'ha amaleka halo yotachin shaben like kivim asiyase klal like lachaim is a mitzvus v'lachaim like nitin alkach zchar. The second question is what's the proof from this story? Because Papashtus he says you have no idea what the child was thinking when he was doing this mitzvah. How do you know that he was actually even thinking to fulfill the mitzvah? Meaning, for example, the father might have told him, to, uh, said, hey, go get me that bird. The son sees the bird there, and the son thinks, wow, that's a fantastic. I can get those, you know, that bird, or the, uh, the, I can get that bird for myself. So who says that son even had the kavan to fulfill the mitzvah of the father? Maybe he was doing it for himself. And regarding Shluch who said he was sending away the mother bird to fulfill the mitzvah of sending away the mother bird? Maybe he specifically was taking it without uh, doing the mitzvah. He wanted to say it in the way the mother bird, not because of the mitzvah of Shluch HaKain. And the rabbi proves this idea. He says, He says, there's, an opinion, there's two opinions in the Gemara, and the Paiskim, whether when you do a mitzvah, you need to have kavana to do it for the sake of the mitzvah. Some hold, uh, you need to have kavana. So if you need to have kavana for the sake of the mitzvah, so clearly if the son was doing uh, the Shluch HaKain without the kavanah of doing the mitzvah, then he would not get any reward. But even according to the opinion that you don't need to have kavanah to do the mitzvah, that only means is that you don't need to have kavanah to do the mitzvah. But if he had kavanah specifically not to fulfill the mitzvah, then everybody agrees that you're not going to do the mitzvah. So if he sent away the mother bird, specifically with the kvana, that I'm not doing this because it's the mitzvah of Hashem, then Hitaka wouldn't have get, gotten, gotten any reward. He would not have gotten any long life. He says, therefore, in our situation, Rabbi Yaakov has no idea what's going through the mind of the child. So how could you use this as a proof that there's no scar in this world? Maybe the scar really is in this world. I, why did this son die three seconds after he did both of these mitzvahs? It's because he wasn't doing it for the sake of the mitzvah. So there's the, your whole proof falls apart. So those are the two questions on the Gemara. Now we're going to bring the last Mishnah, which we quoted earlier. And we're going to ask some questions on that, and then we'll get to the answer. The Mishnah tells us one din, that a person should not take the mother bird away from the kids, even to purify the mitzvah. Meaning, you have, the mitzvah is to send away the mother bird. So the question is, what happens if you take the mother bird, and you need also the mother bird to purify the mitzvah. Part of the purification of the mitzvah was to use two birds for the purification process. So could I keep that mother bird 
in order to fulfill the mitzvah of Tars and Mitzayra. So the Mishnah tells us you're not allowed to keep it even for the sake of the mitzvah, meaning it's for sure you're not allowed to keep the mother bird if it's for your own personal uses. But I would have thought that maybe if I'm keeping it for the sake of a mitzvah of purifying the mitzvah, that maybe I could taka keep the mother bird. So the Mishnah tells us, no, you have to send it away, even in such a situation. Then the Mishnah continues. Ma'am mitzvah kala isar. That if for a light mitzvah, which just costs the amount of an iser, which is a very small coin, the Torah tells us that you do this mitzvah in order that it'll be good for you and you'll have a long life. So for the mitzvahs which take a lot of effort and mitzvahs which cost a lot of money, uh, for sure for those mitzvahs you will get a long life. So you do a shayla kach, ma'u akasha ben shteha babish the mitzvah, shemil charashnein yon in afradim, there's dim mishluach hakein, rahayda idas gaydul char mitzvah. So the very well known question is what's the connection between the two cases of the Mishnah? They seem to- two, separate, two totally separate ideas. The first one is the halacha in the din of shluach hakein, and the second one, second point of the Mishnah, is about the great schar for fulfilling mitzvahs, and we use the shluach hakein as a kavachaymer. It doesn't seem that there's any common denominator besides that they're both talking about birds, but besides for that, there doesn't seem to be a logical, logical connection between these two ideas, so why are they being put in the same Mishnah? So some unfortunately want to give the answer is because we have a rule that we always want to finish a Masechta with something good. So we don't want to finish a Masechta with the word Mitzayra. Mitzayra is that idea of Tumah, and that's not a positive topic. So therefore, the Mishnah adds this Kavachim reward. He says, but that's not a good enough answer, because you didn't need to put both of these concepts in one Mishnah. Meaning is, the second last Mishnah of the Masechta could have been about the Din of the Tars of Mitzayra, and then you would add another Mishnah, which is talking about the Kavachim, and then you finish the Masechta with something good. And furthermore, he says, if you look at the words in the Mishnah, it says Uma with a Vav, Vav means and. So it seems like it's a continuation of what we just said. And ma'im. So there's clearly a connection between the first case of the Mishnah and the Kavachimer. And of course, the question is, what is this um, Kesher? Gam sarach lahavin, the divri emishna shemlan the Kavachimer mitzvah shluach hakein l'shar mitzvahs, lomun nisparsh l'man yerichon yamecha b'kivit avaim. She mitzvah hachamur shabatayr. And the second question is, the, from the words of the Mishnah, it's a Kavachimer from shluach hakein to all other mitzvahs. So why do we need to say in the Torah that you'll have long life by Kivodav Aim? Kivodav Aim is a mitzvah chamura, so we should have just learned it also from the Kavachimer. That if by Shluch HaKain, which is a mitzvah kal, you get long life, so for sure by Kivodav Aim, which is a mitzvah chamura, for sure you'll get long life. Why does the Torah need to say clearly by Kivodav Aim also the idea of Lamanya Yerichon Yemecha? Couldn't we have learned out Kivodav Aim also from Shluch HaKain? The reason why... Kibbutz of Aim is a mitzvah chamura. First of all, the Rebbe quotes the source in R24. It's from Yishalmi, Bracious Rabbah. The Pashas, it's very understood because it's not always so easy to do Kibbutz of Aim. It could cost you money. Um, it takes a lot of time, especially if the parents are older or sick. You need to spend a lot of time taking care of them and making sure they have all their needs. So it could be costly. It could take a lot of your time. Um, so it's definitely a mitzvah chamura. And nonetheless, which says clearly by it that you get long life. Why don't we just learn from Shluch HaKain, from the Kabbalah that you'll get long life by Kibbutz So those are the two questions on that Mishnah. Let's go into the answer in Sifhei, just a quick Hagdama, that we know that there's 
Uh, we we want to know what type of mitzvah is shluach hakein. Shluach hakein a mitzvah ben adam lachaver ben adam lamakim. But adam lachaver means it's more of a logical type mitzvah. That in order to have a functioning society where people get along, there are certain mitzvahs, uh, or at least part of the reason of the mitzvah is that Hashem gave us mitzvahs to help our relationship with our fellow man, or in this case, to help the relationship with animals, which the purpose would be to, in a sense, train you and to train the individual to treat the world properly and to reveal within you the midah of rachamim, of mercy. Or is the reason of shalach something which has been adam lamakim, between you and Hashem, <coughs> and it doesn't necessarily need to have a logical reason for it. Hashem wants this act to be done, so you do it. So we're going to look over here and try to figure out what is the basis behind, what type of category of mitzvahs which shalach can go into. So v'yeshleim habir b'chazeh. So the first din in the Mishnah was <coughs> a person is not allowed to take the mother uh, from the children even if the purpose of taking the mother from the children is to purify the Mitzayra. Rather, he has to send the mother bird away. So the Gemara says, where do we know this from? It's from the extra expression in the Pasuk. It says, Shalach you shall send. To Shalach, send you shall surely send. Why does it have to say it twice? So the reasoning is, because if it only said once, I would have thought the only time you need to send away the mother bird is when it's Ladvar Rishos for your own, you're taking the mother bird for your own sake. So then in such a situation, you need to send away the mother bird and then you can only take the chicks. But for the sake of the mitzvah, I would think that maybe I can keep the mother bird. I don't need to send it away. So Kamash Malam, from the extra word, it says to Shaf that you need to send it away in every situation, even if it's for a mitzvah. So Mavur Gamar, the Mayr Shanata Manatla Shalach, the Lav Leika Asehu Deika. So the Gemara explains that the Mishnah is referring to a case where the mother was taken initially to be sent away, and before you actually had a chance to send it away, you realized you needed this bird for the Tars and So their meaning. By Shluch Khan, there's, there's a lav. The lav is that you're not allowed to take the banim when the aim is there. And there's also a mitzvah essay to send away the mother bird. So by helping a mitzvah, there's only one mitzvah of Taras and mitzvah. So one essay definitely cannot push away an essay and a lice essay. So the din of the mission would have been very obvious. The mission would not have needed to tell us, and we definitely wouldn't need a pasik to tell us that the mitzvah shluch would have applied even in this situation. Because why would you think that the mitzvah shluch which is a lav, and an assay, would be pushed away because of one assay of Tarsim Mitzayra? Ella, the more has to explain that over here we're talking about there was no lav. Why? Because when you took the aim, it was with the uh, thought process to send it away. So when you took it, you took it behind there, and that was to send it away. So there is no lav. It's just while you're holding the bird, at that point it became... Um, known that you needed the bird for the Tars Mitzayr. So now the question is, there's an assay of helping the Mitzayr, there's an assay of sending away the mother bird, what are you supposed to do? So Salkadaita, Chayel Ve'amar Ma'ar Godol HaShalom, Ve'hai Mitzayr, Kemed L'Kamed L'Oi Mitzayr Asa B'Tash V'Shemita, Ma'ar D'Sayim Kemed Asa B'Tash V'Shemita, L'Asay Asay Didei B'Litcha Asay Dishluach Hakein, Komash Malan. So I would have thought that since we know how important the union of peace is, so the Mitzayr is and he's not allowed to be with his wife while he's tummy. 
So I would have thought, since it's so important to have shalom between a man and his wife, I would have thought that it's more important to hold on to the bird in order to help the Mitzvah become tahar, and the assay of making the Mitzvah tahar, which will help him be with his wife, would push away the assay of sending away the mother bird. So kamash malan, that we don't use this logic, rather, shalach to shalach, you keep the mother bird. He says, even though this halacha, that you keep the mother bird, even in a situation when you need the bird to help a mitzvah, it's not necessarily to say that it's a mitzvah which, without any reason. It's a gzer, it's a chayk. Rather, uh, it, it actually does have a, a logical reason for it, as we will see in a moment. Because we learned in the Mishnah, that a person who's davening and he says that just like you have mercy on the mother bird, also you should have mercy upon us, we quiet this person, we make him become silent. So, so from this itself, it's understood that Shluch HaKan makes sense mitzad the of Rachmim and Seichel. Meaning this that a person would have come up with such a prayer that just like you have Rachmim on the birds, you should have Rachmim upon us. That means is that logically, that's something that a person would think. And therefore the Gemara has to tell you that you're not, that's not the reason of Shluch HaKan and you're not allowed to say uh, that, that, that you're not allowed to use that as an example in a sense of saying just like you have mercy because that's not the reason of the mitzvah so this would be incorrect and therefore you have to make the person become quiet so this is that a person would say such a thing is because logically um, the, the, that, that would seem the reasoning behind this mitzvah the problem is that it's us to say that this is the main reason of this mitzvah as the Gemara itself says you're making the midas of Hashem rachami and they're only gzeris we, have, you know, we cannot assume that we understand the full reasons of Hashem's mitzvahs so by using that and saying, just like you have Rachmi, that implies this is the reason for Hashem's mitzvahs, and that's a chutzpah. How dare you say that you know the entire reason of Hashem's mitzvah, and therefore we have to quiet this individual. But the point is, we do see that a logical reasoning for it would have been because of Rachmi. We do find in different sparm many reasons for this mitzvah, and they're all based on this idea of Rachmi. So, and since Lataris Mitzayr is also a mitzvah which is connected to Rachmim, it's Rachmim on a person. As we see in the Gemara itself, that we know that greatest peace between a man and his wife, that the Torah says that the name of Hashem should be erased on the water. Uh, this is the case of the. the the site of the wife, which was not faithful. So part of the process to um, clarify or to examine, to see if she is guilty or not, that they would take the name of Hashem and, and uh, erase it in the waters and she needs to drink it and she's guilty, she would die. And if she was innocent, she would stay alive. Uh, but the point is we erase Hashem's name in order to make peace between a man and his wife. So the high Mitzvah is Aspatash Mimita, and this Mitzvah is also to have relations with his wife. So it's the idea of Rachmim, that we should, the Taras Mitzvah, the reason to help this Mitzvah is also because of Rachmim. So therefore, when these two Mitzvahs happen together, so the Mar is saying, the logical thing would be is that the Din of Rachmanis on a person, that essay should push, push away the Rachmanis, which is on an animal. 
He says this is actually from the lachas of tzar balachaim. That when there is a purpose for the person, then we don't care about the pain and suffering that happens to the animal. Meaning tzar balachaim is only prohibited if it's just for the sake of tzar balachaim. But if you have to give the animal uh, pain in order to help a human being, then it's permitted. And there's another din that we don't care about when it's relevant to the covet of a, of a person, like a chacham or a zakin. Because there's a din that when you see an animal of your friend, which is, um, ha- has a very large load and it's about to fall over, you're supposed to help your friend unload that donkey. So the Mar tells us that if you're a zakin or a chacham and it's not respectful for you to be seen unloading a donkey that you don't need to help. Either sar balachayim, this animal's in pain. It has a load which is too heavy for it. Nonetheless, we're saying is that if it's not, it's not the fikvaydai, you don't need to help out. So we see that even COVID pushes away sar balachayim. And he says even more than that, in our situation, you actually, once you fulfill the mitzvah of Taras Mitzar, you also fulfill the mitzvah of Shulach HaKain. Because part of the mitzvah of Mitzar is that they would take two birds, one of them they would shecht, and the other they would send away. So technically, you could use, the one that you send away could be the mother. So eventually, you can fulfill both mitzvahs. So you, find, you have the bird, you took it for the right reason, so there's no lav, as we mentioned. You took it to send away. Then they'd say, hey, we, we need that bird for... To, to purify the Mitzayra. So you use it to purify the Mitzayra. And then afterwards, um, you, you'll, use, you'll send it away. So you'll fulfill also the Mitzvah of sending away the mother bird. So L'chayra Papashtis, it would make sense to say that the essay of Taharis Mitzayra should push away the essay of Shluach HaKeim. Therefore the Pasuk tells us, you should surely send away right away. Uh, that you cannot use such a logical reason and you need to send away the mother bird right away. So, so what's the reasoning behind this din? That's al derech al de'isa ve'gemar le'inyam mitzvah azot ha'azav imai ayav livroi fasayin al-litain mitzvah v'sayinik de'ilach of yitzray. This is based, the Rebbe says, it's a similar reasoning to what you find at a different mitzvah. Um, there's a mitzvah, and the Mar tells us there's a mitzvah of helping load and unload a, a donkey of your friend. So what happens when you have your friend that needs a donkey to be loaded? And then you have another friend that meets, has a donkey which is already has its load on and, and he needs your help to unload it. Which one comes first? The Gemara tells us you first help your friend unload because there's Sarah Balachayim involved. And then after you've done the unloading, then you start to help your other friend to load. So the Gemara gives another situation. What happens if you have a friend that needs help unloading? So there's Sarah Balachayim involved. And then you have your enemy that needs help to load the animal. So there's no Tsar Bal but it's your enemy. So the Gemara tells us you're supposed to first help your enemy. Why? Because this helps to subdue and to bend your inclinations. Meaning it's because your natural inclination is not to help your enemy. So the Gemara tells us that, that it's more important to bend your Yetzer, uh, in a sense to start to learn control of your emotions for the sake of Hashem, than even Tsar Bal So... And Valderik said, Befat Ladas Elish of Felix Maduber, the sign of Schmitzel Sanes Magdimai, Benedi did not shut a lock of his Yitzra, Hainus, Mitzra Rapshloi, a local Kaimiad, its mitzvahs, Shluchakain. So he says, similar to this, he says, especially according to the opinions, uh, some actually want to say that what does an enemy mean over there? The enemy over there means 
that he's a, that 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 it's he's an enemy of Pitaira, meaning is is a person, let's say he's a Rasha, that's actually a mitzvah to hate him. So according to some opinions, we're not referring to just a regular enemy that you don't like the guy, but it's actually a a, a mitzvah to hate such an individual. And nonetheless, we tell you that you're supposed to put him first, even though he deserves maybe not to be helped. Nonetheless, he goes first in order to lachat his yitzray. So for sure, in our situation, it could be that the reasoning why you're not helping the Mitzrayah, rather you're helping the Shluch HaKain first, is your natural inclination is to help the human being. So the Torah says you need to learn control. Don't go after your natural inclinations. Rather, whatever you do has to be for the sake of Hashem, and therefore control yourself, and first help the mother bird, even though that's not something you would naturally want to do. So we could say a similar idea would be for this, uh, also for this, for our, for our situation. Anyways, that's, that was more of like a, a side point to the Rebbe trying to explain that tomorrow, what the Havamina and the Maskana was. But either way, the point is that Shluach HaKain overrides the Tahar Samatzer. So, Al-Kapana Muchach Mezach, Shluach HaKain, he mitzvah shagam seichav regach anamachai. But the point is that Shluach HaKain is a mitzvah which is understood and emotionally it makes sense that you would want to help out the mother bird because of Rahmanis. You're going to take the kids while the mother's watching. He says, now we can understand the Mishnah, the Kavachim in the Mishnah even better. He says, what if, if by a mitzvah kala, which only costs an Isser? And he says, why is it called a kala? Not just because it's the cost of an Isser. It's also because this, this is something which your Seichel is Mechaib. It makes sense to you logically and emotionally, emotionally to help the mother bird. And there it says this actually makes sense why the Mishnah would use Shulchakein as the Kavachimer, because technically there are mitzvahs that even cost less than a Nisr. They might have no cost at all. And nonetheless, the Mishnah is bringing a Shulchakein, because we're trying to show, in a sense, both points. A, that it's very little financial loss. And second of all, naturally, you would want to do this type of mitzvah. And nonetheless, Amr Teirah. Laman yitav lach darach te yamim, Kavachimer mitzvah chamur shabateirah. So especially mitzvahs which have no reasoning and are not something that your emotions would tell you to do, then for sure for those mitzvahs that emotionally and intellectually doesn't push you to do them, for sure if you do them just because it's the gzer of Hashem, of course you will get long life. Okay? So that would give us a deeper understanding of that Mishnah. But Le'idach, this is the important part relevant to the questions we have in the Mishnah. He says, that's what you would have thought that the Mishnah is trying to tell us. But, he says, when you look at the Maskana, look at the Din, it says you do not take the mother bird even uh, for the sake of Latars and Mitzayra, is implying the Mitzvah Shluch HaKain is not from those Mitzvahs which are Banal and Rather, <coughs> the your friends. Rather, you help. He's, he's explaining that why would you think this is Ben Al Chaver? This is you know a bird is not your friend. He says it's the idea that the Chaveray, the term Chaver over here is switched with the idea of Teivas Ta'im. 
So it's not mamish the same mitzvah that I was pointing out, but it's in a sense you're able to switch. You substitute the idea of chaver ben adam le you know aim or something ben adam le behema. The point is that it's between you and someone else, not between you and God. So this is still in the same category, something which is not between you and Hashem, but it's a logical type mitzvah. Just like Ben Adel Chaver is a logical one, it's between you and the mother bird, there's also a logical type of relationship that you want to show Rahmanas to it. He says, because we have a rule that with mitzvahs which are between man and his friend, the kavana does not matter, or it doesn't matter that much. Rather, the main thing is the deed. Did your friend become helped? If your friend is helped, then you fulfill the mitzvah regardless of your kavana. He says, therefore, he says, if we're saying that shluch would have been, the ultimate purpose would be to help the aim, then in a situation where it's to help the aim or to help your friend, then the din of ben adal chaver by the mitzvah is a much greater type of ben adal chaver, right? Because it's between ish and ishta, and would have been pushed away the toivas aim ha'if. So this itself, that we say that it doesn't push away the tars and shows that this is not a mitzvah of ben adam lechaveri, rather it's a mitzvah ben adam lamakim. This is a very important point that the Rebbe is trying to bring out. That was what we mentioned at the beginning, that we need to figure out what type of mitzvah is, ben, uh, is the shluch ha Is it ben adam lamakim or ben adam lechaveri? So the Rebbe is proving from this that the tars and does not push away the mitzvah of shluch ha Obviously, this is a mitzvah which is ben adam lamakim. And the Rebbe will continue to explain so according to this, the, uh, it's understood that the Kavachimer of the Mishnah is to explain that the mitzvahs that we're talking about are our Mishnah are not, are not from the categories of the, Mish, uh, of the mitzvahs which are mentioned in Mesachas Peah about Perisein Ba'ilam Hazeh, Ba'kerin Kerim Salilam Haba. Because the Mishnah and Peah that we mentioned at the beginning are mitzvahs Ben Adam Lachaver. So we're saying mitzvahs ben adam lechaver. Since you are helping your friend in this world, therefore you get some type of schar. Not the main schar, true, but you get the paris of the schar in this world. So masachas pei and our mishnah are actually not the same mishnah or the same idea being expressed in two different ways. It's actually two totally different concepts. The mishnah masachas pei is talking about mitzvahs ben adam lechaver, and ben adam um you get parisayin loyelam haza. While our mishnah is talking about mitzvahs ben adam lemakim. And that's the connection between the first part of the Mishnah and the second part. Once we have the din, uh, that the oif, the shluch hakein, pushes away the mitzvah of helping the mitzvah, the taras of mitzvah, that tells us that the mitzvah of, of, of uh, shluch hakein, it's a mitzvah ben adel lamakim. Then when we give the kavachaymer, the kavachaymer is that if this mitzvah of shluch hakein, which is a um, mitzvah ben adel lamakim, you get, you know, which is easy and et cetera, et cetera. And even, it's, first of all, it's easy, it doesn't cost so much. And even more than that, 
even though it's a mitzvah ben Adel and the person's natural instincts is to do it anyways, still you get rewards. So for sure the mitzvah is that maybe it's not according to your national instincts, but, and it costs you more money and it's much harder to do, for sure you'll get a, a reward of long life. But the point, what the Rebbe is trying to bring out, the reason why we needed the first din of the Mishnah is to tell us that this Kav is not talking about mitzvah ben Adel Lechavir, it's talking about mitzvah ben Adel Lechavir, and that's very relevant as we'll see in a moment. He says, but since the main purpose of the mitzvah is not the good that comes out of your act, rather the main thing is the essential act itself. As we mentioned, the main thing is not the act. The main thing is your friend being helped. Therefore, we don't care about the kavana, as we're going to mention in a moment. Uh, uh, the Rebbe is going to bring a medrash about if you drop a coin by accident, and you don't even mean to drop the coin, and your friend who's an ani finds it and he gets helped, you actually get schar for that. Ah, you didn't have kavana to help this individual. But we don't care because it's not important whether you had kavana or not. The point is your friend was helped. But by Shluch HaKain, it doesn't really matter um, if, if, if the bird is, you know, if the bird is felt, it feels better because of what you did or it doesn't feel better by what you did. It's the essential act which is important because it has nothing to do with Ben Adam L'Chaver, it's a mitzvah Ben Adam L'Makim. So therefore, the, 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 the man Yitavlach, which is mentioned over here in this Pasuk about Shluch HaKain and, and which was talked about in our Mishnah, is specifically <coughs> referring to Oilam Haba. Therefore, the man yarichun yamech l'man yitavlach, which is by kibud of aim, is actually not relevant to our discussion over here. Meaning, in this last mishnah in chulin, <coughs> because mitzvus kibud of aim is between mitzvus shven alam lachaver. Which a person and we're not talking about those types of mitzvahs. We're talking about mitzvahs which are ben adam lemakim, which the fruits will be in oilam haba. So once we finish the full explanation, I'll go back to all the questions on the Ramam and the Mishnah Gemara and show how this idea will answer all the questions. Fine, but the point at, at what we want, what's relevant at this point is the Rebbe has proven that the last Mishnah in Chulin is talking about mitzvahs which are ben adam lemakim, and that there's a, the schar referred to over there is ben adam lemakim. And since there's no uh, benefit to human beings in this world, ben adam lechaver, there's no benefit, therefore it makes sense that the schar that the Mishnah is talking about also in that Mishnah is oilam haba. So this is different than we assumed at the beginning of the sikh. At the beginning of the sikh, we assume that this Mishnah is talking about uh, even physical long life. And we said, hey, why this Stam Mishnah is different from what the Rambam said, the Rambam Paskind, that um, we don't get any long life. But the Stam Mishnah says you do get long life. And the Rambam says the long life refers to Elam Haba. So he's saying is that this Mishnah is actually referring to Mitzvah Ben Adam Lamak. And therefore, obviously, it's Pashat that the Mishnah, even now, now the simple interpretation of the Mishnah is talking about Elam Haba. Because once we have the first end of the Mishnah, which is clearly talking about Ben Adam Lamakim, then we can understand that the Kabbalah is also talking about Mitzvah Ben Adel Lamakim, and therefore the Pashat Shad and Mishnah would now just be talking about Ben Adel Lamakim, and then and we know the rule that Mitzvah Ben Adel Lamakim is for sure only in Elam Haba, Mash Enkei Mitzvah Ben Adel Lachaberai, which would be you'd get Tzchar even in this world. Okay, Zayin. B'Shach Lazav Ba'Hemshech Divrei Hagmar So in continuation uh, to this, 
um, idea, the Gemara continues. That Tanya Rabbi Yaakov Eimer, with Devarav, maybe Uriah, Sechar Mitzvah Baha'am Aleikah, Mazah Shanafal of Ameis. Hashem Urazah, Lai Urach, became Mitzvah Shluch Hakein, Alagam Mitzki Mitzvah Kibavah Baha'am. He says a continuation of Rabbi Yaakov brings the proof of Sechar Mitzvah Baha'am Aleikah from this situation when the son died. And he, our, we asked two questions on this Gemara. First question was, why do you need to have two proofs? So he says he had to bring both proofs. A, that it was by the fulfillment of Ashluch HaKan, and, and also that he's fulfilling the mitzvah of Kibbut Ava'im. But Adarabha, he says, Harai, he dafkim in Kibbut Ava'im, she mitzvah shven adon l'chaveir, l'chaim mucha pazash, shaschar mitzvah baham alayka. He says the main proof that he's trying to bring is actually from Kibbut Ava'im. Because Kibbut Ava'im is, is, is mitzvah shven adon l'chaveir. So then we can prove that even by mitzvah shven adon l'chaveir, mitzvah mitzvah baham alayka. Other words, if we would have just brought the idea of Shluch HaKain, I would have thought that Rabbi Yaakov holds that there's no schar in this world for mitzvahs which are ben Adam Lamakim, which is really the same thing the Mishnah is saying. So therefore the Gemara had to say that it's not only mitzvahs ben Adam Lamakim that there's no schar in this world. Rather, even mitzvahs ben Adam Lachaveri, Rabbi Yaakov holds that there's no schar in this world, and Rabbi Yaakov would be arguing on the Mishnah in Peah. So mitzvah shluach hakein liyosa mitzvah shven adam lamakim sheikir inyana who etzem peulas a mitzvah hine kvana hefchis kvana sholei lakam mitzvah yach lafkias shem ki mitzvah min hamaisa meila meila mezesh shluach hakein bovad nafalomais ein rayek ki afshu loyim sheir loykein neish asazos bekvana hefchis. He says based on what we said earlier, he, the rebbe adds another point over here that if we just had shluach hakein. Not only would it not prove anything about mitzvahs ben al machaveri, he says it wouldn't even prove anything about mitzvahs ben al lamakim, because as we mentioned earlier, one of our, the question of the gemara is that maybe he had a kavana hafchis. His kavana was not to do it for the sake of the mitzvahs of Hashem. He says if he had such a kavana, then we know then it's not considered a mitzvah, and that's why he wouldn't have had long life. So if he would have just brought the union of shluach Hakain, then there's no proof at all for Yaakov. It's not even a proof for mitzvahs ben Adam Lamakim because we could have said the reason why he didn't have long life in this world after doing Shluch Hakain is because he didn't do it for the sake of Hashem. And as right, Av Bekivar Av Aim she mitzvahs ben Adam Lachaver and Shemash and Neger Bab Iker tell us a Peula she Kabel Aviv as a Gozlois he nimzeh in a Negask Vanasai. But regarding Kibar Aim, which is a mitzvah ben Adam Lachaver, then what's the main thing which is relevant is only did your Chaver get some help because of the act that you did. Which means, did your father get the birds? So then it doesn't really matter your kavana. That's why this is the most important thing. A, because it proves about Bani Adam Lachavera, and B, then it doesn't make a difference to your kavana. So Rabbi Yaakov's saying is that this person, this child was doing kibbutz of aim. Who cares what kavana he, he had? Maybe his kavana wasn't to help his father up a pile. Since he was doing kibbutz of aim, um, he would have fulfilled the he would have fulfilled the mitzvah and he should have got long life. And this that he didn't get long life must be because the, the even for schar fin mitzvahs ben al nochaver are only in the world to come. Ba'aderech shemitzinu b'sifri parsha seinu b'degel mitzvah sadaka menayin l'mabit selah b'teich yadah yimatzah ani v'halach v'nesparnes ba'amaylah v'kasa ki l'zacha ta'amaloymar v'haridvaron k'avachayim v'mishun l'eskabal n'zakas ma'alah v'kasa v'ki l'zacha mishun l'eskabal n'zakas alachas kama v'kama This is also what it says in the sifri in our parsha regarding mitzvah sadaka that from where do we know that if a person loses a coin and then Ani finds it, and, and he gets pranasa from this coin, that the Torah considers it uh, as it, it, that you get a schus, and you get reward for that. So, Tamil Laimer, fine. 
So this is a kamachaymer. If this person that had no kavana to help the ani, he gets reward. So for sure, if you had kavana to help the ani, for sure you're going to get reward. It's the same thing over here by kibbutz ava aim that uh, you should have gotten a physical reward. And we'll, we'll, we'll show in a moment why the um, Ramam does not agree with this. But anyways, this is, will be the pshat of Rabbi Yaakov. So when a person loses the coin, he didn't have kavana to do the mitzvah. And more than that, maybe he had tsar. He's, he's upset that he lost the coin. Nonetheless, since he fulfilled the mitzvah tzedakah, therefore it's considered uh, that he did the mitzvah since the ani received it. He said, Since the father wanted the geizlis, it doesn't make a difference what the kavana of the child was. Shas Maisa doesn't really matter. Even if his kavana was not for the sake of kibbutz aim, as long as the father would have got the geizlis, he would have fulfilled the mitzvah. So he said, Moving. Therefore, it's understood that the main proof of Schar Mitzvah Bahamaleka is specifically from when he fell after and died after doing the Mitzvah Kibbut Aveim. Because even if he does it with the opposite Kavana, not for the sake of the Mitzvah, nonetheless, we don't care what his Kavana is. It's still a Mitzvah even in that situation. So therefore we must say that the mitzvahs of, um, sorry, that the schar of the mitzvah is, must be la'ilam haba, even when it's a mitzvah, which is ben adam la'chaveray, and that is the opinion of Yaakov. That explains the two questions that we had on the Gemara. And regarding the two questions we had on the Mishnah, which was A, what's the connection between the first case in the Mishnah, and um, the Kalvachimer. And also we had a question is, why don't we bring a Kalvachimer? Why do we need a Pasuk specifically be a Kibbutz Aim? Couldn't we learn out Kibbutz Aim also from the Kalvachimer? That if Shulcha Kain gets law in life, for sure Kibbutz Aim gets law in life. So the explanation is, as we said, that the reason why they put them both together is because the purpose of the first case is to teach us that Shulcha Kain is a Mitzvah ben Adam Lamakim. Once we know that it's mitzvah ben adam lamakim, then the kavachaymer is also just talking about mitzvahs ben adam lamakim. And if we're t- and since it's about mitzvahs which ben adam lamakim, then the reward would just be an oilam abaha and not in this world. And that's why we can't learn. We needed a pasuk by kibud avaim, because by kibud avaim, the reward is in this world. So if we want to learn, if we would have learned out kibud avaim as a kavachaymer from shulcha kain, we would have assumed just like shulcha kain is oilam haba, also kibud avaim. So just like Shulchan Khan is Oilam Haba, also Shulcha Kain would have been, also Kibbut of Aim would have been Oilam Haba. So therefore we needed a second second Pasuk by Kibbut of Aim to tell us that there's long life. And then we'd understand that since Kibbut of Aim is a mitzvah ben Anul when it says long life, it means literally long life, as the Mishnah in Mesachas Payas tells us that clearly. So can Kibbut of Aim cannot be learned out from Kabachimer, because we know the rule by Kabachimer is that it's you only get the same thing. The Khaimer is just like the Kal. So if the Kal, which is Shulach Aim, only gets reward on Olam Haba, then the Khamer, which is Kibur of Aim, would only get reward on Olam Haba. So we have a second Pasuk by Kibur of Aim that tells us that it's not just reward on Olam Haba, but you actually even get Paris in this world. So that answers the questions on the Mishnah and on the Gemara. Now we're going to go back to the Ramah. Ches. So Apiza Yesh Laimer. 
So now we can say that the Rambam actually passes like the Stam Mishnah in Mesech HaSchulun and the Stam Mishnah in Mesech HaSpeah. That only by certain mitzvahs, which are ben Alam Chavera, does a person Echo Perasim in this world, but by the other mitzvahs, which are ben Alam Lachem when it says you get long life, it means an Olam Haba. So this answers the first question of the Rambam. First question here on the Rambam, but why would the Rambam pass like Rabbi Yaakov and not like the Stam Mishnah? So we're answering is he doesn't pass like Rabbi Yaakov. He passes like both Stam Mishnahs. The Stam Mishnah and Masechus Kulin is telling us that Ben Adon Lamakim is Char Ba'olam Haba, and he agrees to that. And the Stam Mishnah in Masechus Peya is telling us that Ben Adon Lamakim, like Kibur of Aim, the Schar is in Olam Haza, or at least the Perseim Ba'olam Haza, and the Rambam also agrees to that. Matam Zeh, Matam Zeh, Yamech, the second, the third question, I'm sorry, was why does the Rambam bring the So the reasoning is very posture according to what we're saying, because he disagrees with Rabbi Yaakov. He doesn't bring both. Psukim like Rabbi Yaakov does, because he disagrees. Rabbi Yaakov holds that both mitzvahs are only Loilam Haba, while the Rambam holds that when it's Oilam Haba is only referring to Ben Adon Lamakim, by Shluch Kemash Enkin, Kibud Aveim, is referring to this world. And look at R59. Yeah, this is a fantastic Ara. The Rabbi says, how do we know what the Rambam holds regarding Ben Adam and the Chaveri? There's no halacha that tells us that Ben Adam and the you get the pair of saying by Ilam There's no halacha in the Rambam like that. He says, but there is, when the Rambam tells us to say their tefillahs, in Sefer Ava, he goes through all the tefillahs that we say on a daily basis. And one of the things that he says that you say in davening is this Mishnah and Peah. And he brings this Mishnah. So since the Rambam brings this Mishnah of how, of the Seder tefillahs, and he brings it in the Sefer Ayad, so that shows he actually paskins like that Mishnah. And that's why it's, uh, uh, he actually paskins like that Mishnah, um, which is interesting, because I would have thought that's you know, just, it's part of your davening for whatever reason it's put in there. But the Rebbe is saying this itself that is put into davening, which is uh, in the halachis of Sefer Yah, that shows also the Rabbin paskins like that uh, Mishnah. And I think actually part of the reason why we bring that Mishnah is because it's a Stam Mishnah, which is uh, halacha kamaisai. Okay. V'emikan... Uh, and this is not a stira to what the Rambam writes, that the reward for mitzvahs is in Olam Haba. He says, because the Rambam agrees with that. He says, the main mitzvah talk, of course, is in Olam Haba. The Karen, the principal reward is in Olam Haba. Therefore, the expression that the Raman quotes, mitzvah that there's no schar in this world, fits with what the Raman says and fits with what the Mishnah says. Because he agrees that the schar, the main schar of the mitzvah, the karen, the schar itself, the principle of the word we talk it don't have in this world. Mishnah, 
The only machlekes that the Rambam has with Rabbi Yaakov, the Mishnah the Rambam have with Yaakov, is regarding mitzvahs ben al Khaber. Do you get Paris in this world? The Mishnah and the Rambam passes like the Mishnah and Peir that the Parisim are had in this world. Rabbi Yaakov holds the Paris are not had in this world. But both of them agree that the schar itself, you know, the principal schar is definitely not here. Meaning when we say principal, we mean the, the essential schar, the actual item. Paris is in a sense like the, uh, what happens once you have the main schar, these are in a sense like the secondary benefits that happen to it. So the secondary benefits, talking you will get in this world, but the schar itself cannot be enjoyed in this world. Galtabra also quotes this in Natanya, in the Lashon Chassidus. He says, He says, This is what Chazal say that the Schar Mitzvah we cannot have in this world. He explains Api Chassidus why is that. It's a logical thing. This world is physical, it's limited, and it's impossible for an infinite Arin Saif to enclose itself within this, this world. So it's impossible for the Schar to be in this world. But with Amaisa Hatzadaka and with Milch Chasadim, that the person enjoys the fruits in this world, it's as if there's holes in the Lavush Ha'elian. Meaning is that the Lavush, in a sense, protects the world, uh, that the Or cannot come in, but there's tiny little holes that are able to penetrate by these mitzvahs of Tzadaka and Milch Chasadim. The Haral Mayhem. That it shines from them and is mashpia or and shafa from the chesed of Hashem from his right arm to give us long life in this physical uh, world. So the point is that the Alter Rebbe clearly says that we don't have schar in this world, but nonetheless he mentions that the parasim we taka do have in this world, and the pshat is because the or inside the infinite light itself taka can come in, but from that infinite light some type of light is able to penetrate through these holes which. I, I, I must, in a sense, limit the light. Um, it's interesting, because in, in Hasidus it mentions that there's two types of tzimtzumim. There's a tzimtzum which is like, like a colored sheet, which changes the light, and then there's a type of tzimtzum which, in a sense, is like a hole, that the quality of the light remains the same, but it's much smaller. So over here he's saying is it's like a hole. So there's a hole that the actual light is able to penetrate and come in, but it's a much smaller amount, and I guess this is an amount that through doing certain mitzvahs which are benefiting ben Adam l'chaveri, we are able to uh, enjoy that light in this world. But again, it's not the infinite Ein Saif on its own, which we can have in this world. It's only the amount that's able to penetrate through the hole. Okay. But according to Rabbi Yaakov, even this mitzvahs, a person won't even benefit, enjoy the fruits in this world. All of this is only regarding this reward of the mitzvahs. The reward is something, um, is, is an Indian study, is a secondary, it's a side thing, um, which a person gets from the fulfillment of the mitzvahs. Like a person gets a job, he gets paid. There doesn't need to be a correlation between the two. Schar of a mitzvah doesn't need to be a correlation to the mitzvah itself. That is schar. He says, but the physical war uh, promises that we get for filling mitzvahs in this world is not a schar. It's not a side point. Rather, it's connected to the actual essential fulfillment of the Torah mitzvahs. This is like an example of a 
uh, of an owner, and he owns a slave, or requires a slave to serve him, that the master needs to give to the slave everything that he'll need in order to fulfill his job. So the physical items that the slave gets is not a reward for him doing what the master wants. It's No, you need to have these items in order to do your job. So similarly, when the Torah says that you get all these physical uh, promises of living in the land of Eretz Yisrael and there's peace, the purpose of that is only to do your job. So, similarly, when the slave wants to serve his master in an even greater way, then the master will give him even more. Not as a reward, but rather just in order to fulfill his job. And this is not a reward that comes because of or after his avayda. Rather, this is a, in a sense, a preparation. This is something that he needs even before he does the avayda. So he says it's for sure not reward because you need to get these physical items even before you do the avayda. So obviously it's something just in a sense like a tool for you to be able to fulfill what Hashem wants. So, so similarly by the Jewish people, that once Hashem has given us the Torah, which is the Eitzachayim, automatically the Torah has promised us that if we do the Torah with joy, and we're constantly involved in, Hashem, in understanding Hashem's Chachma, Hashem will remove from us all the things that are holding us back from doing, from doing His will. For example, being sick or, or hunger or war. And he'll give us everything that, uh, which will allow us to be free to learn Chachma and to do the mitzvahs. And of course, also the opposite. If we're not doing Hashem's mitzvahs, then God forbid the opposite will happen. So, this is not something which is a side point. This is needed. This is a hachach. You need this in order to do Hashem's mitzvahs. And all mitzvahs are equal. For this, it doesn't make a difference which mitzvah we're talking about for all 630 mitzvahs. Whether this is true that you need to get some type of physical sustenance in order to do those mitzvahs. And this is the difference between reward and the physical promises that we are given when we do terimitzvahs. He says, these Yudim Gashmi are things that we need to help us do the Torah mitzvahs. Mashallah, Malchus, having all those things that allow us to do what Hashem wants. But the Schar Mitzvah is something which has, is, has no limit. Meaning is, these are added items that Hashem gives us, which is much, much more than what we need. It's a schar, meaning is we don't need it to do Hashem's will. It's a reward, something extra that Hashem's going give to give us. So it's not limited, it's be'en aroich, it's unlimited. Um, so now we can understand also why the story of them falling and dying is not a contradiction to this that Rabbi Yaakov um, it, 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 this of Rabbi Yaakov is not a contradiction 
to the Yehudim Gashmim, which are mentioned in the Torah. He says these promises that Hashem gives us for those who um, do the Torah while he's alive, that's only when you're alive, when you have an obligation to learn Torah and to do mitzvahs. That Hashem gives us these things in order that we be able to be free to learn Torah and to do mitzvahs. He says, but once the Mitzvah Yomacha is finished, and you've done all the Torah Mitzvahs that you're supposed to have done, then you're not going to have extra long life, or extra Gashmias, um, because it's not necessary for the fulfillment of the Mitzvahs. He says, therefore, this that the person fell and died is not a contradiction to this that there's physical reward. Uh, not reward, sorry. There's this physical support that Hashem gives us. Because at that point of time, it might have finished his avayda. So this is beautiful how we're trying to explain what happened now by the story of Rabbi Yaakov. Rabbi Yaakov will agree that all the rewards that are mentioned in the Torah, which are physical, it's not a reward. Rather, it's a promise of support that Hashem will give us in order to do the Torah So when this son died, that might have been the time that he was supposed to die. I, he did mitzvahs, aim, and he did all these things. Yes, you don't get extra life to do those mitzvahs. You only get whatever you need in order to fulfill all the mitzvahs that you're supposed to fulfill and you know, he, he, let's say he was supposed to do kibbutz aim and shluch at that point in time and he did it and therefore he died. I, what about the reward? Right? So he's not going to get extra life because that it's not something that Hashem needed. Hashem needed him to do more kibbutz aim, I guess he would have gotten more life because he, Hashem wanted him to do more stuff. But Hashem didn't need him to do anything more at that time. It was, his job was finished. So then there's only a question, maybe he should get extra life, more than he's supposed to get, be, as a reward. Which is an Indian study so this, that he fell and died, this is a proof that the schar, this is the side reward, which is not directly connected to, 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 to allowing you to fulfill the mitzvah. You don't get that in this world. Because if you got in this world, then he should have lived even longer. But he didn't live longer, so it must be that you don't get reward in this world for mitzvahs, and that is what Rabbi Yaakov was trying to say. And the Raman would agree when it comes to mitzvahs ben Adam Lamakim, the Raman does not agree when it comes to mitzvahs ben Adam Lachavera. Um, I, so what would the Rambam do with this story of Rabbi Yaakov? So the Rebbe mentions, gives two explanations in Ha'ar 66. He says, first of all, as we mentioned earlier, there was a Tesefta that had a different girsa. So according to the, the girsa, the Rambam might be passing like the, the, the girsa and the Tesefta, um, which was only about Shluch HaKain. That story only happened with the Shluch HaKain. It didn't happen with Kibbutz Avadim. Why did it not happen with Kibbutz Avadim? Because with Kibbutz Avadim, Ataki would have had longer life. So it's, that's why the Tesefta only mentions one thing. Because only, this story only makes sense with Shluch HaKain, because Shluch HaKain is Benad and Lamakin. But Ataki, if it would have been with both things, he would have actually lived longer. Because according to the Rambam, Ben you actually get more long, physical, uh, you'll get longer life physically in this world. The second explanation is, this is an interesting one, he says, Bepoel, the kid didn't do Kibbut Avayim. Right? This again, how the Rambam would learn. He says, Bepoel, what happened? This is when he was returning, he died. So he got the birds for his father, but he didn't actually bring them to his father. 
So he never, either that would be a hechsher mitzvah, he didn't actually fulfill it, he was, the father was to bring him the thing and he didn't actually do it, so he wouldn't have deserved that reward yet. And maybe to, just to add my own two cents, maybe also is, we don't even know really what his kavana was. Like maybe his kavana wasn't actually to bring it to his father. Like maybe his kavana wasn't to bring it to his father, maybe his kavana was to keep it for himself. So the Ramam says that's not a proof. Uh, he does bring the different mephorshim that says from this itself that the, you know, the father tells him to do it and then he goes to do the mitzvah. Impl- the implication is he did it because his father was asking him to do it, not that he was taking it for himself. But again, from this itself that you could say, A, that maybe he was doing it for himself, uh, or B, that it was just a hechshah mitzvah and he didn't actually do it. Uh, he didn't actually fulfill the mitzvah, then, therefore he wouldn't have got the complete schar, are possible reasons why the rabbi mom, even if you want to keep the girsa of uh, of the uh, of the uh, of the bavli would be reasons why the rabbi mom doesn't pass in that way. So this the only question we still have left was the second question of the rambam on the rambam was why doesn't he explain also the mitzvah shluch hakain that's referring to the the gashmim as we mentioned like for all mitzvahs you get yudim gashmim so why don't you just say rachti yam is also something which is like a physical type of um, promise that Hashem gives us for fulfilling the mitzvahs in order to enable us to do more to our, more to our mitzvahs. So according to what we're explaining, that we, we have a very un, a good understanding. He says, because the Ramam holds that whenever the Torah gives us uh, support, physical um, promises and physical um, energy, that's only to help you do the mitzvahs. It's never a reward. While by Shluch HaKain, it's clearly telling us that you're getting a Rechis Yaman. You'll get longer life. So that's a reward, something more than you would have gotten. So if it's longer life than you're supposed to have, that's not a, something that's an, an, given to you an, an, to enable you to do more Torah mitzvahs. This is something, an extra longer, a long life. This is a, something, a reward which is given to you, which um, should have been something extra. So the question is, if it's extra, is it you know, physical life or is it spiritual life? So the, according to the Ramam, he says that by Shluch HaKain, it's going to be spiritual life. Because... Um, and he passes like that Mishnah at the end of Chulun, that Ben Adam Lamakim means spiritual life. But the Raman doesn't say anything about Kibbut of Aim. He doesn't bring the pasuk of Kibbut of Aim because he holds by Kibbut of Aim the Racht and Riches Yama means physically in this world. That is answers all the questions. Now we're just going to do the Inyanopi, Hayra and Avedis Hashem. So Chulun means mundane, but it's in the Seder, which means holy. So we explain many times there's a lesson that even the Chulun of Ayid is part of Kachin, because it's holy relative to everything else in the world, because even our mundane things are holy, meaning as we're doing it for the sake of Hashem, etc., etc. And the way how this idea becomes revealed um, is hinted in both the beginning and the end of Masachta, this idea how even the Chulun is a Kaidish. The Chilis of Masachta is called Kal Sheikht and Shritas Shrita. Kamal Kaimit Nikos Kal Masachta Shritas Chulun. Shin Yonik in the Bergamara, Aim Vashachat El Amashach, Bezai, you say it has been missing Yonim, the Hatar Shrita. He says the beginning of the Masachta is called, talks about Shrita. The first paragraph is called Kal Sheikht, and in many places he says the entire Masachta is called Shritas Chulun. So the Gemara tells us that the So literally, the Gemara is telling us that the way how you do shechita is not by like um, hacking the neck, but you draw the knife across the neck 
uh, and that's how shkita is done. But al pi chasidus, they say em v'shachar of means mashach means to to draw, to pull up. That the purpose of shkita is not just to kill the animal, but it's rather to draw the animal into kedusha, as the rebbe will explain. He says yedu ashay laich mutu lishchay behema kim sheish bezat sar balachaim shu aser v'kamadei sar balachaim ism deraisa. The question is, how is it permitted to kill an animal, <coughs> to shecht an animal? There's sar balachaim, which is aser. According to many opinions, Sar Balachaim is actually an Isra Midar Some opinion holds it Midar Others hold it Isra Midar So how could it be permitted to shecht an animal? The heter is because shechita means to draw. So in halacha, the idea of draw means when you acquire an object, you have to take it from one person's rishos, from one person's property, and you draw it into your own domain, and that's how it become, belongs to you. So what it means over here is you're taking this animal which was in Cholin, or Lashon Chassidus, it was Klipas Naiga, and you take it away from the rishos of this world, and you make it Kaddish. So Toicha Inyin Omashachu Shebehema Shemedagas Chayf Nas Maidei Shechita Muksharim the idea of a mashach is that you're taking it away from the darga of a chai, which is an animate animal, an animate, uh, alive, an animal which is alive, but you're making it now able to become a human being. It becomes part of it, the flesh of a human being, which is from the darga, who is in the darga of a medaber. So this is already one level of mashach that it leaves this category of a animal state to a human state. But that's not enough, because we know shrita is only by yid, only a yid could do shrita or needs to do shrita. So it's not enough just to make the chai part of the category of a medaber. Rather, it needs to become a part of an adam, meaning a yid, a person, a yid. And the reason why we're called Adam is because we are Dhamma. The word Adam also means a Dhamma similar to Hashem. So it becomes part of a yid who is similar to Hashem and becomes something which is Kaddish. So this is, and, and that was at the beginning of the Masechta. And he says, this idea is also explained at the end of the Masechta, that through a Yid fulfilling the mitzvahs of Hashem, because there are the mitzvahs of Hashem, through that he subdues his Yitzhahara. Then by subduing the Yitzhahara, he's able to affect a higher level of Shrita, that he draws, that the Yitzhah, and even the Nefesh Bahamas of him, that even the Chulun, the Chulun which was inside of him, his Nefesh Bahamas, as we know, uh, which is on the level of a Yid. We know the Nefesh Bahamas of a Yid is on a higher level than a Nefesh Bahamas of a guy, um, which is explained in the first paragraph of Tanya. But either way, the point is that even his Nefesh Bahamas, even his Yitzhar, which is on the level of a Yid, it becomes uh, subdued. And through that, it becomes Muksher, uh, and it's able to be elevated to Kedusha. And it becomes a part of the Nefesh of Lakis. And then he's literally Atam Kareem Adam, it's a Shem Adam Le'elyon, that even the Nashbahamas and the Yetzir becomes Adam Le'elyon. And through this, that even the Chulon of the general world, even the Chai of the world, which was consumed by the human being, also becomes Kaddish. Meaning is by the Nashbahamas and the Yetzir becoming Kaddish, it takes with it the 
physical elements of this world that gave it the, the capability to do the mitzvahs, which is the chai. And according to that is the actual end of the Masechta, that the ultimate elevation uh, and, um, is expressed in Olam Haba. That in Olam Haba we will become connected to Hashem in a revealed way, that even the body of the Nash Bahamas will become, Nichla uh, will become uh, included and consumed in Kedusha, and we will be supported from Alakos. Since all the Jewish people are tzaddikim and we're all yidin are filled with mitzvahs, especially in the month of Elul, where all yidin are involved with a in the three um, kavim, which are which are hinted to in the Rosh Tevis of the word Elul. First Rosh Tevis is ini liyad v'samti the Paratias. The first thing is, is referring to a person that kills someone by accident. So the rule is that Hashem sets aside from a place that he's able to run to and be saved from um, the relative of the murdered individual from killing him. The, um, so anyway, once he's in that city of refuge, no one's allowed to touch him when he killed someone by accident. So, Pichasidis, what does this mean? In the Liyad of Santi Lach, it's also connected to the Vayda of Elul, which generally the time of Elul is the demand of Tshuva, so Tshuva will protect the person. But more Pratis, he says it's also referring to Taira, as we know that Taira saves the person. So during the month of Elul, in the Liyad of Santi Lach, we focus on learning Taira, which keeps us safe. Elul is also Rashi Tevisani, Ledeidiv Deidili, I am to my beloved, and my beloved is to me. This is the Vayda of Tfilah. Elul Rashi Tevis, Ishlareu Matnaslav Yoinim. That a man is to his friend and he gives gifts to the poor. This is the idea of a person helping his friend and of course helping the poor. So through doing the Vayda of Elul, Mekayim HaKadosh Baruch Hu Es Haftachasai, V'neisim Nechol Echem Yisrael, V'neisim Nechol HaYudim HaGashmim Shehem, Soiva V'Shalom, V'Ribi Kesev V'Zav, Deshi Yipnuyin Lulmai B'Chachmo Lasses Mitzvah. In order that through us doing our Vayda, Hashem fulfills His promise and He gives to the Jewish people in addition to all the physical a support that we need, which the Torah promises us, which is um, being satisfied, again, physical support and peace and gold and silver, which gives us the capability to learn Torah and to do mitzvahs. In addition to that, we also get the schar mitzvahs in this world because we pass them like the Ram, the Ram Paskins, that the Karen is Olam Abba, but the Peres are in this world. Because we're taught between these three Kavim of mitzvahs are also Kimilus Chasadim, and which is, of course, the Eichel Per Sayyam Baylam but also Tama Because the idea of Tama is Tama Taira because learning Taira brings us to do Maisa. Meaning, it's through learning the, the Halachas of, for example, how to do Tzedakah and the Halachas of loans and all the mitzvahs that have to do with Ben Adam Lechaber, but through learning the Halachas, that's maybe Lide Maisa. So, learning Taira. You're learning the Torah in your thought and your speech that brings to doing it the pile. So therefore, even my learning Torah, which is the fulfillment of these mitzvahs, ben on the the in your thought and your speech, you also get rewarded for because dafka through that that eventually brings uh, it the, the, these mitzvahs to pile. 
therefore you'll get a riches yam sham type is kapshuta by the you'll get long life even in the, in this world kapshuta halachmi israel betay klal israel zeichet lexivich simetayva lashon hatayva masuka betayva nira vanigla mata masar tefachim that every single year we'll get lexivich simetayva shon tayva masuka in a revealed way lamata masar tefachim because remember the whole point of this sicha is that ben adam lechaverei it's physical reward. We pass like the, the Raman passes that we do get physical world in a revealed way in this in this world, not just in Elam Haba.